Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fourth episode of KB Cast. We are halfway through the Colonel KB5 Fellowship. Time has Time. passed really quickly, Yaji. Yeah, um, how, how indeed. About, I, I don't know how you feel about that. Way too fast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's so many things going on every single week. Uh, just wish this thing can last a little longer. On the other side, you wish you can take a little break too. <laughs> Definitely, eight weeks feels a lot too short. Uh, given we're already halfway through. Yeah. I I, um, I heard you were uh, pretty involved with the expo. Do you, do you mind sharing a little bit about what's going on next week? Sure. Yeah, since we're gonna be halfway through really quickly. So the sign up week for Expo was actually, sign up deadline for Expo was actually yesterday, uh, March 4th. And uh, we will present uh, on March 9th to 14th, depending on the, which uh, track you are on. For the NFT, I believe that's on the first day, March 9th. So that's the one I signed up for. And then DAO and infrastructure, I think it's on the 11th. And uh, the last one, DeFi, DSI, all the stuff will be on the 14th. And uh, looks like gonna be like a science fair style. So each uh, of the fellow that has signed up for the expo will do two rounds of uh, presentation to guys and the mentor and getting feedback. So in order to sign up, uh, you need to pick the date on your uh, adventure. There's a, a column saying the uh, expo sign up. So it's like picking the date you're going for and uh, also need to upload your slides or websites, just uh, make sure everything's up to date. And I saw uh, Aliyah's uh, announcement saying, recommending adding a Gitcoin grant. Uh, I think so far I only saw one person had a grant application had which he actually he got that before this uh, kernel journey but uh yeah I, i'm probably gonna do this uh, soon too just uh after i get all the documentation ready yeah i think the and, grants round starts on the ninth the yeah on wednesday that's and right. i actually signed up for the dow expo session on friday so that's looking cool. forward to that nice and nice yeah yeah are you gonna load, like a call in all the other sessions too? Only just gonna go to the one you're presenting? Yeah, I may call into the others as well out of curiosity. Um, once again, only so much time in the day with everything that's going on this week, but um, yeah. I'd be interested to go into your session, the NFT session. And yeah. I think the, the last one is regarding infrastructure, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the last one is the DeFi, DeSci, the, that's the one on Monday. Uh, okay, yeah, the, yeah. The, the refi stuff, got yeah, it. Refi, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I'm probably gonna try to call in as much as I can too, just uh, <laughs> not sure how much time can spend on everything though. <laughs> and uh, I guess uh, besides the expo this week, uh, it's like a full balloon on the Juntos. Pretty exciting to see a lot of uh, fellows starting their own Juntos. And uh, besides the one came from the guys and the mentor, and uh, a lot of fellows, uh, one of them I went to was uh, quite a in, uh, interesting to me, was the one from Melvin Chen. He's talking about uh, democratizing real estate investing, kind of like a fraction, fractional ownership. And uh, I, I was thought about that idea when I was a few years ago, but just didn't know how to make that work. So I switched my topic. 
But uh, on the inspiration for that, I decided to make my own junto for the coming Monday. So we'll talk about uh, how to make the rental platform better using some Web3 tool. So Sean, or if you know anyone interested in, welcome to join my junto. <laughs> yeah, I'd definitely be interested in, in joining your junto and learning more about Web3, Web3 rentals, if, awesome. uh, if, if I'm invited. Oh yeah, everyone's invited. Of course you are too. <laughs> All right, great. So, yeah, um, I, I actually had some real life Juntos. That's awesome. Junto, but in, in IRL meetups mm -hmm. with folks in San Francisco, mm -hmm. I was awesome to meet some fellow fellows, uh, mostly in KB5. So on this past Sunday, I actually met with Ashley Lin who is creating the Progress Fellowship for Next Generation Leaders in High School mm -hmm. and has uh, an interest in promoting young leaders, Amy Yoshimura, who is also focused on promoting young leaders with uh, Dropout DAO and Golden DAO, which is focused on Asian uh, awareness overall. Maybe I, I should I, go that one. <laughs> yeah, you, you should check that one out. Maybe ask Amy, Amy about that. Um, Bobby is focused on AI impact, and that was super interesting to get her take. Lois is focused on AR design and meta, and we had a really good conversation on Sunday. I actually met a few other fellows this past Thursday. Davide, uh, who is focused on building CoFund, which is building the infrastructure for administrating um, grants and financial infrastructure. So Davide, is, that's his focus for KB5 fellowship. And then we also met with Mikhil, who's part of Cello and actually focuses on DeFi and inclusion there. And that's awesome to get his take on opportunities in the kind of non-US world and, and, and really the emergence of a lot of mobile DeFi opportunities. I mm -hmm. um, also spoke with Tim Courtney, who is a, uh, I believe, KB4 fellow and is a community manager expert, community engagement expert. Uh, really interesting to get his take on the fellowship, some of the local happenings that are happening in Oakland. Um, so he lives in Oakland. There's actually a community coin that's being created. Oh, cool. That he's part of, and he's actually also part of some efforts with Michael Keating, another former fellow who's one of the leads of the Token Guild to mm. actually um, drive mobility, uh, an economy, a Web3 economy around mobility. And um, finally, we had also we had Amber Liu, who is in consulting and getting into Web3. And uh, we also had Matthew, um, who is focused on building Portal, which is a uh, tools, for, uh, tools for thought in the Web3 world, basically. Um, how do we do knowledge sharing in a, in a better way in Web3? Wow. It sounds like you met a lot of people there. So a lot, a lot of interesting folks to meet in person. Always good to put a face to the name. Yeah. Um, Did you organize the event? I organized uh, one of the events. Davidei organized the second one. So okay. Excited. I, I think the Bay Area is probably the second largest group of fellows. Mm. I, I think New York is the, the largest. So yeah. Figured we'd uh, we get together. That's a good idea. Yeah, probably. I was thinking to organize the one from for the Atlanta area. So yeah. Probably or starting after all those expos and going <laughs> done. 
you, you should do it or you, or you should come out to the, the Bay or, or New York sometime. And okay. Meet, yeah. meet up with some of the fellows. Yeah. I'm definitely concerned. I love those in-person meetings. Because after East Denver, it's like I've, I love the in-person meetup way better than the Zoom calls. <laughs> it's definitely refreshing after uh, after a couple of years of doing a bunch of Zoom calls, right. for sure. Um, the, the other thing that was top of mind is the guild. So mm -hmm. um, the tokenomics guild, I think, Yaji, you attended that as well. My, um, I, I thought it was interesting to see Michael Keating leading that and talking about the opportunities to uh, look at Arweave. I, I think yeah. Arweave was a bit more complex of a topic for the group to, to really grasp. Yeah, I agree. And, but it, it's a very interesting ecosystem that doesn't rely on a pure consensus model and focuses on driving permanent storage, uh, permanent decentralized storage, and really with the 200-year outlook. Um, and the thought is that there will be further technological innovations in storage to reduce costs, but also um, as we think about the, the model of RB, it's almost like an endowment model. You pay once and then ultimately it scales uh, forever. And part of the way that that happens is that they have these unique pro-social incentives that um, incentivize RB miners and other participants to allocate uh, effectively votes to uh, people who are displaying other pro-social behavior in terms of sharing storage and also involve random allocations of storage. Um, I think the network is still relatively susceptible to 50% attacks. So it's not yeah. fully, um, that, that, that's something that happens with any token-based economy. But um, I think it's also another weakness is that we, we probably haven't seen the full test of the limits of our we've given uh, we haven't seen too many spammers or fraudsters or uh, attackers on the network, and we'll see how resilient are we this to that when those when those folks come. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's in the very early stage. It's exciting to see they are kind of how they design this tokenomics, uh, but uh, I guess it needs to take time to see how this thing really turned out to be. Definitely. Yeah. The other guild, the yeah. other major guild that I actually I attended was the DAOs and Dragons Guild. And that was Friday with Isaac Patka and Kay Krutler. Isaac spent the majority of the time, probably an hour plus, walking us through setting up our very own DAO for members of the guild uh, using DAO House, which is basically a UI layer on top of the Moloch DAO smart contract. And the Moloch DAO smart contract is a really a seminal smart contract in the DAO world, which allowed for the creation of many uh, interesting DAOs, including Meta Cartel and, and the like, which are very influential. Uh, what he did was he actually uh, distributed Polygon to all of the participants, um, about one manic each for the 80 participants on the call. And then we used, uh, he was using a Moonshot Collective product called Tip Party, which is really cool to do that. Uh, he actually initially forgot to add himself to the DAO. So we had to add a proposal to add him back. Luckily, everybody voted for him. <laughs> And um, Kay actually went into an open source or a, a project that she's doing called Zodiac with Gnosis Guild to define the pattern language of DAOs and also uh, had looped us into a Google Doc that she's starting to create and encouraging fellows to contribute to, to help uh, build this document and library. Um, so that, that was a really cool overall interactive experience, one of the more interesting guilds I've been to. That's cool. Yeah. Yaji, yeah. I know you, you, uh, you went to the, the fireside and 
that Douglas Rushkoff was the the main guest for. Yeah. Might share a, a bit more about that. I only got to see a little bit of it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was a quite a refreshing talk. I really appreciate uh, Douglas uh, candid on answering a lot of questions. You know, people, especially the part he said, like uh, you know, focus on local stuff, fo focus on the human centric things uh, instead of all the you know some of the theoretical problem and you you you're looking for different chains, a different type of algorithm. But on the other side, the whole world is like relying on. The small things like agriculture, small but not really small, you know, agriculture, environmental stuff, supply chain, and uh, even, you know, relate to everyone around you, like your neighbors, uh, how you, you know, how you deal with your local community, how you, uh, what's your, you know, what's your relationship with the city, with the county, all the all the small things that actually make a big difference for the whole world. If everyone you know, can take care of their own environment, can recycle well, can doing their own duty, then this world will be a better place. But uh, it's just, uh, <laughs> it is a part that sometimes he said, the Web3 people overall, very smart, very talented, but, uh, you know, tend to focus on some of the really big, big issue, but without looking for the small things around them. So that part uh, was uh, kind of interesting to me and uh, also be kind of surrounded by other human beings, not just isolating yourself. Uh, kind of remind me of uh, sometimes doing the research, you're reading stuff uh, and you tend to just zone in and looking at uh, the problem in your head without talking to other people. And uh, probably the better way to do is just asking, you know, the, really the potential users, see what their feedbacks are and uh, if they're really gonna use it rather than figure out everything in your head. That was a little bit of kind of a taking away take away from me, and uh, also I guess after the uh, the uh, fair chat, uh, it was a little bit of discussion with the smaller groups, uh, and the better one was on Friday when we had office hour. We all had to the gather town cafe. I don't know, Sean, if you went to any of those the office hour yet? Yeah, yeah, I went to an office hour. Um focused on DAOs. So I spoke with okay. Dave Rodman, who's a lawyer uh, with a focus on Web3. And he gave a lot of good advice to me. I was trying to set up the legal entities for uh, what I was, what I'm doing with my venture to DAOs concept. That's and, cool. Uh, he actually gave me some advice to steer away from a DAO model for at least <laughs> a, a, the parent entity, which is interesting. But he, he gave a lot of great advice. Also was able to listen into some of the comments from Sean Cheng, Another Sean, yeah. he spells his name the, the way the, the correct way. Yeah. And uh, he's part of Consensus Mesh. And that, that was super interesting to get, hear his feedback on another project. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I talked to Ben Lakoff uh, in, on the NFT table yesterday. So yeah, he Ben is a founder, a co-founder for Charter Particle. But a lot of people using NFT project, that's uh, maybe, a, you know, they, they're doing some dynamic NFT kind of layer contracts uh, on top of each other so it came, he gave me some good feedback too looking for the market fit and uh, trying to develop uh, differentiating features on this rental platform instead of uh, doing all in one and uh, also got some really interesting article from other kernel fellow you know talking about some social incentive model 
So I'm still kind of digesting a lot of those stuff <laughs> after the meeting, but it's definitely good feedback. Got so, it. so it seems like you got some great feedback. I, I really appreciate the mentors and the time that they're dedicating to the Colonel yeah. Fellows. Um, so next Same. up, we have Joe Brunn, who's a fellow KB5 fellow and founder of Lighthouse, which is building the search for the metaverse. So stay tuned. All right, we are back with Joe Brunn, who is the founder of Lighthouse and also a KB5 fellow. Uh, thanks for joining us, Joe. If My pleasure. You, if you don't mind uh, starting off with telling us a little bit about yourself, love to learn a bit more about what brought you to Colonel. And also, if you could share a bit more about Lighthouse, that'd be awesome. Yeah, amazing. Well, thanks. Thanks for the uh, opportunity. Nice to see you again, Sean, and uh, nice to meet you, Yeji. Yeah. So uh, Jonathan here, co-founder and, and CEO of Lighthouse. A bit on my background. So I've started my career in, in investment banking, did that for a few years doing M&A capital markets thing. Um, and then I, I switched to VC a few years ago, joining a firm called White Star Capital, which is a, a global fund with offices pretty much uh, all across the globe. And there I was able to invest both from the core technological fund of the firm, but also its crypto asset fund. So they have a specific digital asset fund. And there we invested in everything, you know, going from you know, tokens to equity to uh, um, you know, projects in the NFT space, projects in DeFi. And, and I, I kind of saw, you know, very different things. And I think once you get bite by the kind of web three mosquito, it's very hard to get super excited about, uh, you know, anything else. And so, yeah. you know, uh, I knew the space, you know, obviously coming into White Star, I was super interested by it, but doing this as a job, you know, for a few years kind of made me realize that I didn't want to do anything else, right? So <laughs> I basically went to the team and told them, guys, uh, I want to start, you know, my crypto company, but I don't know what it is and, and I don't know when I'll, I'll be doing it. But I just want you to know that I'll leave at some point, right? I wanted to be upfront about it. And, you know, it's a VC fund. So there was like carry discussion coming up. I wanted them to have that information, you know, straight up. And they really like it. And they told me, look, look, Joe, stay with us as long as you need. Think through some ideas. And, and if we like it, then we'll be happy to be part kind of the syndicate that backs you to, towards that idea. So I, I've had the chance, you know, to have very supportive folks around me uh, and a great kind of environment to explore ideas and try stuff. And, um, you know, it's impressive to me when I look at other folks at Kerndale, whose people are just passionate, right? And they're able to drop anything to just start and build. I had a very, you know, uh, easy, I, I would say, a setup, right? Being paid and, and everything to think through ideas. And um, yeah, I spent a few months thinking about a lot of things, most of it being centered, I would say, around the metaverse, being, you know, a team that's kind of super interesting to me. And at White Star, I was actually part of the group that drafted the firm's kind of metaverse thesis and where we wanted to play in that sector. So it was yeah. kind of top of mind for me. And my co-founder and I landed on something that we felt was compelling back in November, um, and then decided to go on and fundraise uh, in January. And it's wrapping up this week. So wire is being sent, so it's great. Uh, a very, very successful round with lots of um, smart folks around the table that are gonna help us, that's, that's great. And, and talking about the idea in itself and, and Lighthouse and what we're building exactly. So Lighthouse aims at being you know, a metaverse search engine. So we have that view that there's gonna be many different worlds with many different cool places inside those worlds. Uh, and, you know, the creator economy is going to expand and blossom across all those 3D real-time digital spaces. And we feel that being able to search through it all 
is going to be key for people to kind of interact with it. So what we're trying to be is the on-ramp, kind of like the Google, where you can come in and search for, is there a concert going on, uh, going on right now in the metaverse? Is there, you know, Sean hanging out somewhere that I could meet him and then jump and be right next to him? Can we jump, you know, to that specific place? And search can be super specific, like where is the Adidas store? It could be very abstract, like where is the digital fashion store? And we have that view that being able to search in those spaces is going to be as vital as being able to search through the web. And one last piece I, I would say there, which was what got me really excited about the idea is when you think about a web two search engine, right? The, the way it works is with crawlers and spiders and you know they fetch data from open web servers and index everything, right? And that's web two search, that's how, that's how it goes. Um, with games, you can't really do it like that because the state changes too often. Um, you, you need crawlers basically indexing in real time everything that's happening every second across all those worlds. Wow. The way to do it instead is to have direct API integrations with all the different worlds um, and then be able to, you know, first align the standard for the data that you need across everyone, right? Because everyone needs to align on something just like HTTP, let's say, for which traditional web and then you know once you have those direct integration you can think about powering search and stuff like that so right now you know as part of this round we have some some great folks and i don't want to name drop on that on that channel because you know the round is closing as we speak but you know some great fun in that space that can open lots of doors and some players as well in that space and we're working with them towards setting the standard right now right before there's one million worlds that's that are worth kind of watching and hopefully in three years five years when those spaces becomes more prevalent in how we interact with the web we hope we can be you know a meaningful part of of the navigation journey across it all wow that's an exciting project thank you thanks so much yeah. How did you so? How did you think about this? Uh, like, came up with the search engine idea in the first place. Do you are yeah. you really into metaverse in the first place, and just thought this is a, something you need for yourself, or? So uh, that that's a great question. Actually, uh, at White Star, I, I was actually brainstorming with tons of people, and and we kind of landed on that idea with a colleague of mine, and he just asked me, "Hey, man, is there a Google Maps for the metaverse?" And then we mm. kind of expanded on that idea thinking, hey, you don't just need to search for places. This is you know, the experience-centric web. It's not the information-centric web. So the thing you're searching for the most is people, actually. You know, where is my friend now? And then you have that first cue to kind of jump. Uh, so that was the first question uh, that kind of triggered it all, I would say. And yeah, I was in the metaverse, like um, very much into gaming, not as a player, but as an investor uh, for a while, very interested by it. And at our fund, you know, I was... Uh, among the people right on top of it, I would say. So I'm I'm curious, you know, so do you do you think this uh, the natural evolution of this is that you're gonna create a, a standard open protocol for uh, for many, many different uh, interoperability yeah. players to to play in the metaverse? And I, I, I I'm curious so. I, I'm curious how you think about this in relation to um, meta as well. So meta is a is a closed ecosystem. They yeah. though they claim they're trying to bring interoperability. To the metaverse and uh, perhaps by by you starting with that open premise you you have more credibility in the meta since meta is a closed ecosystem by um by by at least its initial platform offering and uh curious about how you think about those kind of complexities yeah. and, and and the protocol that that's an amazing question that's kind of multifaceted so coming into it uh the first thing i would say um is i i actually think you know, Meta is is a very impressive kind of company. And Mark Zuckerberg is one of those leaders where, you know, you have a million reasons to hate him. And I'm not saying, 
you know, you should love him, but he's taking some big, bold risk and kind of pushing the world forward on, on many dimensions. So I'm, I'm actually, uh, you know, a fan of his capacity to move forward when, when everyone's telling him to not to. So, so it's, uh, you know, it's impressive. Same here, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. You know, I think that guy, since he started the company, everyone told him not to do what he did, you know, a million times and he just went yeah. and carried out. So, so that's impressive. And I think, you know, for us to really think about the metaverse becoming a thing, well, without, you know, them investing 10 billion into it every year, it's going to be hard, right, too. So they're kind of brute forcing the space as a whole. So it's, uh, you know, we, we need them. Then all this being said, you know, us, when we think about what we can do, right, and powering search and building on openness and everything that you've said, Sean. Um, obviously, there's no way on earth, me, Jonathan, you know, my, my co-founder, she's, she's amazing. She's, she's uh, you know, greatly technical with deep expertise in search and all that front. But you know, obviously me, it will be very hard to come up to Epic and to Facebook and say, hey guys, help us build, you know, those bridges, open your APIs to us. Like this, mm -hmm. this will never happen. Whereas, you know, in Web3, well, we're already having discussions with all the biggest ones, right? And, and the tone is, you know, what? Uh, some of them are invested in us, right? So the tone is great. Um, and yeah, so the goal for us is to power, you know, everything on the Web3 front first because openness, and you look at the smart contracts of the central and almost everything is in there, right? There's not much more that we need to fetch. Um, some others, it's, it's, a bit, it's a lot more clunky, however. So our goal is to, you know, do all of that on the Web3 front, but I have hope that at some point, either Web2 players are gonna want it or they're going to be forced by, you know, customer expectation, consumer expectation to have some level of openness. And hopefully at this stage, we'll have the credibility, have done it on Web3. And then one day, who knows, through Lighthouse, you might be able to jump from Fortnite to, to, to the central end or the sandbox. One thing I would say there, though, is this is a very Web3-centric idea in the sense that you could have never thought about this, this idea being a Web2 player, never with well, Facebook open its APIs to Google or to Microsoft. They all compete on hardware, on content, on IP. You need to start from a clean slate, I would say. And our goal, obviously, is to become a decentralized organization at some place. I think the metaverse's map and, and bridges should be owned by the community. And when you think about big search engines, it's such a hard position to be in that I think corporate decisions when it relates to a lot of those things should be community decisions and actually user decision. It's a, it's a very difficult role, right? That those big corporate corporation are taking. So, uh, and, and that's one. And I think there was kind of a deeper aspect to your question, Sean, that I found was great was, all right, how open are we gonna be ourselves, right? With that new standard that we're creating ourselves. I think we're gonna, you know, maybe take one of the page of Lens's protocol, which is basically, you know, releasing their protocol for anyone kind of creating a, you know, decentralized social graph that they can port it, but they're also going to build, you know, their own social networks through it. I think a lot of that is going to be the same for us, right? We, we're going to have kind of a net start in that whole thing, you know, indexing everything from all those worlds. Um, but then, you know, we, we don't want to be a closed ecosystem, right? So that's not what we'll build. We, we will never be, you know, close fenced, taking advantage of, you know, our data, advantage to to build a big business i think you you build and maintain a big business by by a better product and that's what web3 is kind of all about and it's hard you know when you think about web3 and OpenSea and looks fair like you know uh, you can lose market share very quickly in that space and defensibility yeah. is actually quite hard to to reach yeah 
Yeah, so talking about openness, since uh, you guys are gonna be a lot more transparent API compared with a traditional web two company. So yeah. what's your guys' revenue model? How do you guys make money from all the searching effort you're doing? Yeah, that's that's again an amazing question. Uh, few few points that we're kind of going through now. And, and to us actually, to be frank, there's a big kind of reflection as to how we uh, prioritize them and which one we'll go with first, but obviously, being a search engine, advertising is what kind of comes in mind first, right? And then mm -hmm. how do you allow people to be found? And you know, the whole kind of AdWords and, and ad search kind of comes into play. We are thinking very deeply about that. Um, so leveraging, you know, stuff obviously like IPFS, textile, ceramic, and, and thinking about using stuff like basic attention tokens from Braven and just thinking about a world where we have kind of privacy, and fairness by design. So where our standard and initial setup is not one that's kind of data extractive, where you, you start from, you know, your data is yours and we're not taking any of it and you can, you know, monetize some of it if you want, right? That's the kind of basic layer of it, which is very different, right? From where we stand right now as a society with kind of web to search engine. So this to me, um, as, you know, at that, convinced that you know my three kids are going to be spending tons of time in those spaces is very key uh, how you know what's the stuff that's going to be fed out to them based on their data it's, it's actually very key and we've seen it our generation just how important it is so advertising is going to be key for us but it's going to be advertising that you own your data um you monetize part of it we cut we, we want to cut lots of the middle uh you know men and and folks in it's a very complex advertising, right? Uh, 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 industry advertising. And so, yeah, it's going to be advertising mostly then some consideration around do we want to have a marketplace component, a commerce component into that. Uh, we're, we're thinking through it all. Um, yeah, so lots of avenue to explore, right? Yeah. So you're unique and you're, I think you're the first Web3 person I've talked to who talks about advertising. <laughs> which is great because like, I think it's an unexplored revenue opportunity. Yeah, but people are, you know, look, people. Advertising is as old as commerce itself, right? So, you know, people are, I think there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, vision-driven people in Web3 and that's great. That's how you advance a society. But then saying that you'll never put a recommendation in front of, of anyone, then you're that's not helping, not you're not helping anyone. No, but you're not helping anyone. Like discovery is something. And once you're part of a deep ecosystem, well, proposing something to you that's aligned with what you usually like is of value. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a it's a world that people dislike, but I think it's a business need that creators, as much as you know, users need. What's the first thing you're gonna do, right? My my my, my girlfriend, she has a direct to consumer apparel business. What's the first thing she did after having the the apparel itself is going on Google Ads and, and Facebook. Those are useful services, right? They just can be done better, and that's what we're trying to do. That's right, without a doubt. I I think. Um... Yeah, that, that, that's something that's going to be explored by a lot of Web3 companies pretty soon. I, I think if you consider OpenSea a Web3 company, naturally, you can see the evolution of them going into advertising and discovery and, and personalization over time, given all the data that they, they sit on. I, I was curious to learn a bit more about the, the data and social layer of the metaverse search. And you mentioned CyberConnect, I think, and, and yeah. Ceramic as well. And spoke with the CyberConnect founders this past week. Seemed like they're building a really interesting stack on top of Ceramic, which is building this um, effectively this data store on, on, on top of um, blockchain data. And um, love to learn a bit more about that and how, how, 
how much you will kind of rely on the infrastructure, that type of infrastructure to build out the search yeah. versus like creating your own mechanisms. Yeah, cool. Uh, of course, great, great question. Just one, one small thing uh, before kind of moving into that kind of the topic. I think everything related to advertising and more broadly, you know, privacy and, and data sovereignty. Uh, at KB, there's actually uh, Anastasia and, and Howard working a lot on, on those topics. And I think they're you know very top of mind when it comes to those subjects. So just one of the things, right? In Cornell, you meet amazing people. I think those two are you know, really thoughtful about it all. Um, yeah, and on your question with, with CyberConnect and, and the social wrapper around it. So yeah, it, it's to be explored, right? If it's them that we're gonna be using or you know, other solutions, our, our kind of internal view uh, is every time you can, leverage you know good tech from folks around you do it you know don't try to build everything from scratch we're going to be in the end you know consumer products or big part of our attention is going to be packaging all of it and orchestrating all of it into kind of a slick consumer experience when they search so um they are you know kind of top of mind on the on the stack we're trying to build so you know at some point i might take you up on an initial Sean. i never talked to them yet so uh this will come and to us in terms of sequencing you know how it could look is you know we're going to start with pure places search and then we're going to try to incentivize people to, you know, create group of friends and import the group of friends that they can see when they jump in. And I think they're, they're, they're going to be of great help. So, yeah. Definitely. I, I think I have a list of folks I, I think you should talk to, but we'll, we'll talk after this. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I appreciate that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you for coming. Yeah. I, I guess what, one last question for you. Okay. One. Well, sure. Is, um, if you have an ask of the kernel community or our podcast listeners, what would that be? Um, how can they help you or who would you like to talk to? Yeah, so um, so to me, the, the biggest value I've had from kernel so far has been you know, meeting folks and, and Sean, we, we kind of connected on that basis and you had an amazing idea, on the kernel adventure, it's moving along well. So that's, that's super cool, congrats, man. Um, so yeah, I would say, you know, if, I, if there's one ask I would, I would have for the folks is please reach out, connect, and let's try to be helpful to, to one another. So there's, you know, a few folks I've talked to that have been super helpful. There's others that I've helped, you know, in, 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 in my own capacities. So, you know, just we are part of the same block, right? And, and everyone has different backgrounds and skill sets. So let's just try to build something that will live, you know, beyond the, those eight weeks, I guess. Awesome. Well, anyone sure. who's interested in reaching out to Joe, I, I think you, you can be reached on Slack within the Kernel Fellowship and then yeah. Twitter as well. We'll tag you. Cool. On the, Amazing. On the post. So thanks again, Jonathan. Thank for, you. For joining Thanks, everyone. Us and